We've got some new news on the Dr. Ford situation. The woman that's accusing Judge Kavanaugh of sexual assault. Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley, as we know, set a deadline for 10 a.m. tomorrow to hear back from Dr. Ford uh, to know if she would be testifying or not on Monday. Well, then today, Dr. Ford's attorney did get back to Senator Grassley. I want to share with you just some of the email that she sent to him. And there's a couple things that really jump out. Um, one, she's asking for this is a little bit from the piece. It says, uh, hey, thank you so much. Discuss the conditions under which Christine Blasley Ford will be prepared to testify next week. Goes on to say she wishes to testify, provided we can agree on terms that are fair and which ensure her safety. A hearing on Monday is not possible, it says, and the committee's insistence that it occurs then is an arbitrary in any event. Dr. Ford has asked me to let you know that she appreciates the various options you've suggested. Her strong preference continues to be for the Senate Judiciary Committee to allow for a full investigation prior to her testimony. So a couple of things I want to get at here. She's asking for the terms uh, to make sure it is a fair hearing. Couple things. Even Megan Kelly said this. She goes, number one, this woman does not run the Senate Judiciary Committee. Two, if you look at the GOP objectively, they've been very, very fair, very gracious in how they've been handling this whole thing. Senator Grassley suggested an independent questionnaire. Senator Collins has even said, hey, we can bring them both in. We can have Judge Kavanaugh's attorney question Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford's attorney question Judge Kavanaugh. Uh, we've talked about behind closed hearings. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much more they can do here. Also, want to remind you, I think we mentioned this last night, but uh, Senator Grassley said, look, we will fly anybody from our staff to come out and meet with her and sit down and question her as well. So I don't know how much more fair you can be and who's going to be the judge of that. One of the things I want you to think about is what's going to be fair for Judge Kavanaugh? Has anybody been asking that question? What's fair for Judge Kavanaugh? Because last time I checked, whether some of you may like this or not, we still live in a country that says you're innocent until proven guilty. So that's an important context to keep here. Now let's talk about Dr. Ford's safety for a moment. And just again, I want to remind you, Senator Grassley said, we'll send anybody anywhere in the country to sit down with Dr. Ford and interview her. So I think they're doing the best they can, obviously, to accommodate uh, the safety situation. You've also got to ask yourself, why is a hearing on Monday not possible for Dr. Ford? If it's not possible on Monday, when will it be possible? You're also going to look at it from a political standpoint. Is that just another stall tactic or not? Her lawyer says it's an arbitrary date, but I think that's debatable. They were going to have the vote today, remember, in the, in the committee on Judge Kavanaugh, and then bring it up very, very soon. We've all seen how the Senate works. It works at a turtle's pace, and the SCOTUS is back in session in October. So is it really an arbitrary date or not? Again, I think that's very, very debatable uh, for that. Then she goes on to call for a full investigation prior to her testimony. I want to play something for you for a moment because a lot of people are asking about, hey, what about an FBI investigation? That seems very fair. There needs to be a full-blown FBI investigation before she testifies. This is a clip from earlier this morning on CBS this morning. This is Fran Townsend. She was a Homeland Security Advisor for George W. Bush. And one thing she mentions here in this clip, she talks about a thing called 302s. If you're not familiar with that, 302s are what the FBI agents write up as they're doing an interview with somebody. So that's the documentation of the interview, just to give you some context here. But I would say Fran makes a very interesting point about, hey, is an FBI investigation going to be the best thing here for Dr. Ford? 
Anita Hill example, right? Mm -hmm. This is a that's an example where President George H. W. Bush did re did open reopen the investigation based on her allegations. And look at how those 302s were used. They were used. It was a brutal, brutal cross examination of her in public. Um, I'm not sure that's something that that's a model we'd really want to follow. So are you saying an FBI investigation might actually not even be helpful to her at this point? That's exactly right. Look, I, and I don't think it's helpful. You know, she's asked for, she through her lawyer has asked for this FBI investigation. And I think that makes her look political. Look, she has, this is a very difficult. She's come under incredible scrutiny and criticism. I, Look, I, I feel for her. It's taken real courage for her to step up here. But I think she ought to tell her story. She's got a story to tell. And whether that's publicly or privately, she ought to be given the opportunity to tell that story. And she ought to want to avoid the, as much as is possible the politics of this. So bottom line there, she's saying, hey, be careful what you wish for and especially avoid the politics and all the situation. Of course, many people are suggesting, hey, it looks hyper-political when you keep looking for ways to stall this vote rather than come forward and tell your story, even in a closed setting. These are a couple very important things to note I'm going to share with you that's not getting a lot of play because the mainstream media won't cover it. Did you know this? Senator Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, he still, he still has not seen the original letter from Dr. Ford that was sent to Senator Dianne Feinstein. Now, if you're really going to go out there and help somebody, if you really want to get to the bottom of this and make the most of it and help someone who alleges that they're a victim, why would you not do that? Why would you not give Chuck Grassley the original letter, again, to have more transparency to get to the bottom of this story? I also want to share this with you because the Democrats right now are saying, hey, this is unfair. They're acting like bullies having her come in on a Monday. This isn't right. They need a full FBI investigation. We have to get to the bottom of this. Again, is that a bunch of just blowhards or is that the truth? This is a tweet from the Senate Judiciary Committee's uh, Twitter feed here that said this. That said on Monday, staff interviewed Judge Kavanaugh under penalty of felony on Monday. Democratic staff was invited and could have asked any question of Judge Kavanaugh. They declined to participate. Are you kidding me? You're going to go out there and allege all these things and ruin a man's reputation, reputation, and you've been invited to sit down under uh, the uh, with the oath of felony under penalty of felony, and you don't even show up for that. I mean, that is absurd. That is a total, in my opinion, unfair situation. If you want to talk about being unfair, if you're going to make these allegations, if you're going to come out there and talk about, look, we have to get to the bottom of this, then show up, Democrats. At least show up at the table and do what you say you're going to do. Don't just go out in front of a bunch of microphones and say one thing and then do another. Speaking about getting in front of a bunch of microphones, earlier today, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand out of New York was in front of a microphone. And I want to share with you what she talked about, about believing this victim. Okay, And I want to talk about, is there a double standard or not, and how these people say one thing, as I just mentioned before, then do another. Because right now in the world we're living in, if you look at what's happening with Judge Kavanaugh, it's a scary place. These kind of accusations can go out there and essentially take a professional out for something that happened 35 years ago over simple accusations. And again, we live in a nation, last time we checked, innocent until proven guilty. And if we're going to prove guilt, then show up to the phone call. Show the documentation. Let's have some transparency here to find out what the actual truth is. But yet for Kirsten Gillibrand, eh, I'm not so sure if that matters. Unless, of course, unless, of course, 
somebody else is making those accusations. I'm going to show you specifically what I mean. Here's Senator Kirsten Gillibrand from earlier today. I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story. You know it by the fact that she told her therapist five years ago. It was documented at the time. We have the therapist's notes. She told her husband. This is a trauma she's been dealing with her whole life. She doesn't want to be in a bedroom that doesn't have two doors. People knew that about her a long time ago. She told a friend a year ago. She told a reporter before Dr. Kavanaugh was ever named. These are the hallmarks of truth. These are the hallmarks of someone who wants to be believed. So let me just recap that real quick for you. The hallmarks of truth, she said. The hallmarks of someone who wants to be believed because she said, you know it by her story. You have therapist notes. She told a friend. That's how we know that this woman, Dr. Ford, is telling the truth. Okay, that's the context there from Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Let me remind you, a Democrat from New York. Let me share this picture with you real quick and see if you recognize who this person is. Not that one, this one. This is Karen Monahan. I'm sure you've heard a lot about her as of late. Uh, she's a person who once dated Minnesota Representative Keith Ellison, who now is the co-chair of the Democrat Party. He's running for the Attorney General of Minnesota as a Democrat. And I want to remind you what Senator Kirsten Gillibrand just said about why we should believe Dr. Ford. There was therapist notes. That makes a difference because she said it's true. Well, let me share with you what Karen Monahan posted on Twitter just yesterday. This is notes from a doctor, bring this up please, from 2017, and I'll share with you specifically what it says here. The doctor says about Karen Monahan, she states that she was in a very stressful environment for years, emotional and physical abuse by a partner with whom she is now separated. She identifies the individual she was involved with as Congressman Ellison, and she is worried about retribution if she identifies him publicly. That's from 2017. 17. So that's from not even a year ago. Not even a year ago. But is Senator Gillibrand coming out and saying, oh, I believe Karen Monahan? Where's the call for the FBI investigation into Keith Ellison? Look, I understand. I, you're probably saying at home, I get Minnesota Attorney General position is a lot different than a lifelong Supreme Court justice position. I get it. But if both these women are victims, and if Senator Gillibrand and all the other Democrats out there are saying, look, we want to go out there and find the truth and fight for these victims and stand for victims, then let's get to the bottom of these stories. Let's do what's best for Karen Monahan, just like you're trying to act like you're doing for Dr. Ford. And this is why you see a lot of people right now going, wait a second, are these people being genuine or is this just all politics all the time? And I'm going to get to that right now. The New York Times wrote a great piece last night talking about how these accusations make it very difficult for Democrats running in red states just like Heidi Heitkamp. So one of the questions that obviously a lot of people are looking at now is, what's Senator Heitkamp going to do? Is she going to vote yes on Judge Kavanaugh? Is she going to vote no on Judge Kavanaugh? Before we talk about Senator Heitkamp specifically, let's look at what uh, Senator Claire McCaskill out of Missouri tweeted out last night. This was a surprise for a lot of people because she is in a very, very close race. She said she's going to vote no on Judge Kavanaugh. She says, yes, these allegations obviously play a factor in her decision, but she's more concerned about Judge Kavanaugh's stance on dark money in politics and what she sees as Judge Kavanaugh granting way too much power to a president. Can he be subpoenaed or not and all that kind of stuff? This is why I want to bring this up. According to Real Clear Politics, Senator McCaskill is now down by less than a point in Missouri. Extremely tight race, just like Senator Heidi Heitkamp in an extremely tight race. So what is she going to do? And let me create some context here. Remember, Senator Heidi Heitkamp came out 
very early in her career as a senator going out and, and renewing or instigating the Violence Against Women Act. That's been one of the things that she's championed. So if she's going to champion Violence Against Women Act, and you heard Senator Gillibrand saying, hey, we believe Dr. Ford, is Senator Heitkamp going to follow suit there? And if so, how do you say, hey, I'm a champion for violence against women and then still vote for, if she believes these accusations, still vote for Judge Kavanaugh? We've said this from day one. This is an extremely, extremely tight rope for Senator Heitkamp to walk. But what I want to share with you is this, is I think, because you got to think about it. when when was this letter, and I'm going to use a key word here, when was this letter from Dr. Ford leaked? Just recently, right? And the, and the reason I bring up the word leaked is because that's exactly what her attorney said. This letter was never supposed to get out. It was supposed to stay with Senator Dianne Feinstein, but it was leaked by somebody, presumably in, doc, in Senator Feinstein's office. When was it leaked and why? Very recently it was leaked. And what else have we seen recently in the news? Oh, my gosh, the Senate's in play for the Democrats. The Democrats are going to take back over the Senate. Coincidence? I don't know. It always could be. But I will tell you this, Senator Hirano, I believe is her name, we sat her on last night from Hawaii, she's now come out and said, hey, look, we believe that we're going to win back the Senate in 2018, and then our outcome, our goal, what our strategy is, we're then going to slow walk this SCOTUS confirmation until after the 2020 presidential election. So you tell me, coincidence that it got leaked recently? Coincidence that she comes out and says that and talks about, hey, this is about slow walking the situation? We will see how this plays out. What I do know is this, is that this fires up the Republican base, which is exactly what the Democrats don't want. To give you a prime example of that, in Texas just recently, a guy that, a Republican, won a district that was won by Hillary Clinton by 12 points and hadn't been Republican in over 130 years. So this thing, like I said earlier this week, this whole thing that the Democrats are doing, not showing up at the... Uh, opportunity to speak to Judge Kavanaugh, not releasing the letter. This may backfire them in a very, very dramatic fashion. We will find out the night of November 6th.